Support for today's episode comes from Dame Products, a sexual wellness brand with the goal of closing the pleasure gap. What I personally love about this brand is the versatility of the products. You can put it on the G-spot, the clit, your nipple, your neck, so many of your erogenous zones, so many options. And as a Boonie Breakdown listener, you can receive 10% off your purchase by using the code Boonie10. That's Boonie, all caps, one zero. Details on how to purchase can be found in the show notes and on the booniebreakdown.com. Hey y'all, it's your girl Boonie and you're listening to the Boonie Breakdown podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, welcome to this week's episode, episode 203 of the Boonie Breakdown podcast. This is our season 10 finale, and we have a special guest with us this week. This week, we have Goddess Hirami. Yes, that's right. Goddess Hirami is here. She's a dominatrix. She has many interests and specialties, fendom, pegging, domestic servitude, human furniture, role play, sissy training, so much. This episode is so fucking interesting and I must say that I think it's worth the three fucking dollars head on over to patreon.com backslash the boonie breakdown to watch this episode to just see my facial reactions to the things that we discuss but we talk about how she got into this space um, how she is moving as a sex worker BDSM if you want to know about kinks and the types of kinks that you can monetize then this is the episode you need to listen to. If you're not interested, but you just have a curiosity, then this is the episode you need to listen to. It is the perfect episode for us to close out season 10. So stick around for that conversation. All right, we're going to hop into my pick of the week. This one's an interesting one. Maybe not interesting, but I think it's something that we've, it's a, it's a thing we've lost touch with. And for me, my pick of the week this week are actual physical printed pictures. Yes, I think we've gotten so used to the Instagrams and having your pictures digitally in the cloud, but there is nothing like having a printed picture and a beautiful frame displayed somewhere in your house. Now, I'm a big proponent of there are no faces in the bedroom, right? You will not find a picture of someone in my bedroom unless it's me if at one point I'm cohabitating me and my nigga but no faces in the bedroom but I love to have my living spaces gallery walls uh, photos on uh, what you call those things bookshelves and all those types of things and so I implore you guys because I moved and so I was unpacking finally some of those types of things because I have a home for some of these knickknack and photos to go now and I realized shit I gotta update these photos because they were on my wall and they're 10 years old and so I need to make some updated pictures with the people in my life. Some people in my life who were in these pictures, not in my life no more and they need to go. Um, <laughs> I know they do digital picture frames down to make it easier. So you still have it displayed and you can rotate, but I love a printed picture, a frozen memory captured in time in a beautiful frame sitting on the shelf. So that is my pick of the week. I implore you all find two really good pictures, two meaningful pictures, pictures from a amazing moments in your life print them out get a frame and find a place for them in your home housekeeping housekeeping come back later please housekeeping not now 
All right, housekeeping. Feedback from episode 202 with our problematic fave, Brian Slow Walk the Freak. There were lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of discussion points about this one. Um, I received a message that said, so... This is the point that my husband made too when I talked to him about the episode. First of all, I love that you talked to the epi- about the episode in the podcast with your husband. Come on, dialogue. But my husband said, love you, do you. If a dude want to come along for the ride, cool, but don't try to make anything happen. There ain't no formula. A man will find something interesting and want to learn more. With that in mind, it's always a good idea to slow down. That's a cosign to what Brian said, and my boo ain't even here the episode. I think we women... Don't want to hear that, but shrug emoji. And so I got a lot of feedback (laughs) about it. I don't think people really wanted to um, believe what Brian was saying was true, right? Like it's a kind of a crapshoot, this dating shit. And just finding someone who lines up at the right time when you line up. And it really is as fucking simple as that. Um, I did ask a poll on, was it Talk to Boonie Tuesday maybe? But I asked about Brian's delivery. And about 60% of people said it's not really the message. 60% of y'all who responded just said, y'all don't really fuck with Brian's delivery. All right. So that was it. So if you have not checked out that episode, I encourage you to do so. Go back to last week's episode 202 with our problematic fave. Also, we got to do some Patreon shout outs in our final episode for season 10. We have four great people join Patreon gang. So shout out to Michelle. Shout out to Rob. Shout out to Meredith. And shout out to TJ. So I just want to thank all of you guys for signing up and supporting the Boonie Breakdown. Also, for everyone else, if you're not there yet, we're going to be rolling out. I, I, I did a gift to my Patreon gang this month, and it was a thank you for their support all year long. They weren't charged for the month of January. They'll be back with a charge in February. Um, but I am going to revamp that whole system over there. And so those details will be coming out. We're gearing up for an event. I know people were just slow walking it, so I didn't want to do an event in the first two weeks of January, but we'll have our January event later in the month, February, so on and so on. So if you would like to join Patreon gang and the group chat be popping, you can head on over to patreon.com backslash the boonie breakdown. All right. As you guys are well aware at this point, this is the last episode of season 10. Season 11 will begin on Monday, February 21st, 2022. That is February 21st, mark your calendars. That is like a day after the podcast's fifth birthday. Um, yeah, I can't believe it. Five years, we're going into season 11. You guys really showed out the season. This is a, one of the best seasons we've had. A lot of listens, a lot of growth, a lot of new people. So thank you guys for sharing. Um, and you, there is a giveaway coming up because y'all know I had the Rona. And so I had a, a giveaway plan for episode 200. But I said, you know what? We'll just push it back. It's going to be a lot of great prizes. A lot of great prizes. Um, and so if you, in order to do that, you need to be following us on Instagram at The Boonie Breakdown. You can follow us on Facebook at The Boonie Breakdown. You can follow us on Twitter at Boonie Breakdown. You can put this story, you can know the images I make, the audiograms. You can share it to your story. You can send it to your group chat. You can send it just to a friend in your DM. You can retweet the tweets I do. You can reshare the Facebook post if you're even over on that cesspool called Facebook, all right? So that is it for me. So let's get ready to break it down.
Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and I'm excited for this week's episode. We have our guest, Goddess Hirami. Welcome to the Booney Breakdown. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm great. And yourself? We're doing good. I'm I'm excited for this episode. I hope. Can I get up all in your business? Yes, you can. I was actually oh. surprised that you reached out to me. I was just like, the booty right now? Like, <laughs> Why were you surprised? I literally found out about you like a, a few months ago after my first social media, well, my first Instagram got deleted. Um, we won't go into that. But um, based on the content that I post, um, I think you had post, it was something about National Masturbation Day. Oh. Um, and I saw that post and I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody gets me. So I was just like, you know what? I got to go ahead and follow. I actually posted uh, the uh, post that you made on my story. Mm-hmm. And I saw that you looked at it. I was just like, oh, okay. I'm like, cool. I'm like, you know what about? And I've been in love ever since. So. Oh, well, welcome. Glad to know you're a ratchet here too. <laughs> so I have to ask whenever I have, okay, first, are you, would you call yourself a sex worker? Yes. Okay. I always, when I have sex workers on here, I ask, how did you come up with your name? Goddess Hirami. How did we come up with that? Oh my gosh. Um, I, uh, it, it took me a, a while because I, was studying kink for so long. And then I was studying to be a pro dominatrix, which is what I am. And I kept seeing all these cool names and I'm like, oh, that's cute. And I'm like, I don't want to use my name, which is rather unique. And I'm like, this is cute. I'm like, but I don't want to sound like everybody else. And I'm like, you know what? Niggas love anime. So I was just like, let me just go ahead and just like start like Googling some stuff and everything. And I said, Harami. I'm like, that means abundant beauty. I said, oh, this is perfect. Come on now. (laughs) So that's how I came up with my name. And now how did we get into this space? How did you know I wanted to be a dominatrix? You just said you were studying it. Come on. How did we get here? Okay. So I'm 32. Maybe about. 10 years ago, 11, um, I was dating a guy who was a PK, preacher's kid. Um, but uh, he had a whole bunch of, yeah, he had a, (laughs) but had a whole bunch of sisters and was raised by a two parent household, typical, you know, guy, white picket fence family and everything like that, blah, blah, blah. So I started noticing that, like, in my relationships, it would be like the whole black and white movie you know, let me lay my jacket over a puddle and have you walk over it and everything. And I'm like, okay, like this is different. And then, you know, my queen, what do you want to eat? And I'm like, nigga, I, I could take a burger. Like, I mean, <laughs> so it, it just, I just started picking up signs and I'm like, oh God, please don't, don't let this be, don't, don't let him be in the closet. I'm like, I don't have time for this. So I just literally just asked him because I was oblivious and I was very ignorant at the time. And I'm like, why the fuck are you so nice to me? And that's that toxicity. Because then my yeah, I'm like, damn, you got to question a nigga. Like, why are you being nice to me? <laughs> it, it's always a motive. So in my past relationships, I was not into, I was not used to it. So he was just like, you know, well, you know, I believe that women are queens and you're my queen. And you have had to have the best and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, where were you like a few years ago? But I started really like looking at the things that he would do and like his mannerisms, like he would let me have the first say, he would let me have the last say, like he would, he would make sure that I started eating before he did. And I was just like, this is so 
crazy. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, what, what made you get into this? So he was just like, you know, I'm raised by women. I got a bunch of sisters. They deserve the best. And I really believe in like female led relationships, which is FLR. It's a kink that I, excuse me, specify. So with that, I would be assuming the dominant role in my relationships. And um, I make most of the decisions whether they be crucial or not crucial. Um, They typically assume the quote-unquote housewife or female role, cooking, cleaning. Um, I sometimes it generally with female relationships, the woman assumes financial responsibility for both parties. However, um, his wallet was my wallet. So um, I made the financial decisions based on what he needed to do. Um, I have learned so much in this very brief time. (laughs) It's very, very different. Um, I am the typical husband in a relationship. And although it didn't last or anything, but, um, and I eventually moved to Georgia because I'm originally from New Jersey. It's something that always stuck out to me. And I'm just like, you know, how come I can't get this in my regular relationships? And he told me that he was into BDSM. And that's pretty much was just like, oh, I got to figure out this. Is this the only thing that's came in it? And that's where my research began. So. That is how you got into it. Okay. So now you said that I went to your look, cause you got to do the research. I was on one of your, your Google docs form where you had your price list and stuff and you listed your specialties. And I'm just going to read a few because I think people in this BDSM, a lot of people are vanilla. A lot of people are plain and they really don't know the depth of all of the world of king. Okay. And so some of these, I was like, okay, so I'm going to read some fin dom, pegging, foot related activities, ball busting, ass worship, smothering, public humiliation, domestic servitude, small penis humiliation, brat taming, sissy training, role play, like, and it said reparations and more. And I was like, like you do it all. (laughs) Come on now. So I had an episode with Mistress Marley where she broke down what is FinDom, financial domination, right? I think that blew a lot of people's minds that there are people out there who really get off on just giving people money, yeah. right? And in, in your mind, you're like, oh, yeah, sign me up. I, I need to do this. But as I've learned now, following people like you, Mistress Marley, that is a skill to get people to just like, I'm always stunned. They be like, cash at this. He got me a Chanel bag. Tribute me the right way. And I'm always like, this is um, fucking amazing. This is amazing. And with financial domination, it's not some get rich quick scheme. It's not some, oh my gosh, you know, I I need something. Let me just go ahead and ask someone or just tell someone, give me your fucking money because it does not look like that. Imagine if somebody came up to you in your inbox and be like, you know, give me your wallet. You can be like, what the hell? Block, report it, spam, delete. No, we're not doing that. Essentially. (laughs) It is a hustle. Sex work is work. You're going to kiss a few frogs before meeting a prince. And it's definitely not something that's a get rich quick scheme. People are not going to pay for something that they can't see and that you cannot prove to them. Um, So you're definitely going to have to do consistent work with branding, marketing yourself, being true to yourselves. And sometimes that may require you to do some work that may be 
you know, you're starting from the bottom, getting little things here and here and there, or, you know, test driving some sites, uh, whether that cam and stuff like that. And so how did you, how do you do that? How do you draw up clientele? Like you just don't one day go on Twitter and tweet, I'm a dominatrix, send me $20 or do you, how (laughs) does this work? How do you draw that up? (laughs) I definitely don't. Um, I, um, I actually started as a consistent dom, like and I started like really going hard originally with feet pics. I would post on foot fetish sites. I would post on places like Feet Finder, InstaFeet, just posting picture of my toes. Men always told me I had nice feet and everything anyway. Boom. Someone's just like, Merry Christmas. And I'm like, okay, Merry Christmas to you too. And they're like, you know, I love your shoes. And I'm like, okay, well, do you love them to get me a pair of shoes? Because that's what I love. Come on now. And and then the the shoes will start rolling. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give that to you because they see that I'm serious. And you know what? To be in my space, I need to know that you are who you say you are. So the vetting process is really important. But it got to the point where I'm posting my feet constantly. I'm posting different positions. Like sometimes you may just be scrolling your timeline. Boom. Like there's the bottom of my foot. And you're like, what the hell is this? But it is a reason. It's it's for a reason. I market myself with different types of hashtags or anything to boost my engagement because uh, there's a lot of men who like feet. And I'm talking about to the point that they needed to to come to release themselves. So, okay. (laughs) So for the people who are really into feet and it triggers them, it turns them on, they need it to bust, all this stuff. When you're, because a lot of people can comprehend this. So for you, for if somebody has a foot fetish, how do you make money off that? Are you selling the pictures? So you just post in the bottom of your foot as a teaser and then they're I like, goddess, I need more <laughs> pictures. Here's $20 and you send more pictures. Like I am posting and I'm not talking about just me just like posting a picture of me wearing shoes. I'm posting up myself walking in the house. Sometimes I may pour oil on my feet. Sometimes it may be slow motion. I may put my feet in food. I may have like an aerial picture or a, my phone may be against the wall and you see me just taking off my socks with the other, with the other mm. foot. That is a turn on posting the bottom of my feet and scrunching my soles So they look like this is a turn on. So there's, it's, it's foot modeling and Oh, also stinky feet are very, very, um, now what the fuck are you doing with stinky feet? Like how do they know they stink? Are you wearing socks and mailing them socks? Like what? Yeah, I I sell my shoes. I sell my socks. Um, I sell my house slippers. Hold up, hold up, hold up. So you get, somebody probably bought you the shoes Mm -hmm. because they were like, goddess, you, I love you. You need these shoes. And then you wear them. And someone is like, I, the worn shoe I got turns me it. on mm-hmm. and now you sell the shoe. Not, Hey, I need to get a, a pair of shoes that you got to give to my girl. Cause Poshmark didn't have them. No, I want to know. I want to know about your day. I want to smell your day. And I want your shoe. I want your sock. I want certain things. So I'll go ahead and I'll package up my shoe or my sneaker. Sometimes my urine too, because some subs like pee. Yeah, you can do that too, but we won't get into that until you ask about that. But yeah, um, I'll go ahead and sell like a, (laughs) I'll go ahead and sell like a pair of slippers that I got for like $6 at the dollar store or whatever like that. And I'll sell them for like 50 or 60. Come on, Marco. Okay. Now I'm going to ask this. Is this all you do? 
Or do you um, also have a nine to five or a, another I business? I have a nine to five where I work in tech during the day. Okay. I wish I could do this all the time because it's fun. It, and when you do what you love, it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like work. So the people in your life, do they know this other side of you? Or they only know tech nine to five. Some of them, the majority okay. of people, the majority of people in my life, except for like my family does not know. Um, but the rest of my people in my life, like my friends or, and some of my coworkers, they do know. Um, and it's very important when I get on cam that I can block out certain states where some of my family is residing. So I don't have to worry about having awkward conversations about, I saw you at that site because I'm going to ask, but what were you doing on that site in the first place? And I don't even have to get into that. So, <laughs> okay. So we have, you have your Dom work. And so do you do sessions in person? Are they virtual? I do both. Um, okay, I, so- offer, I offer both. Um, with my sessions, as far as in-person sessions, um, I only do in the state of Georgia, so I don't travel right now. And with this whole Omarion situation, um, <laughs> I have my subs come to me. Uh, preferably, um, as long as you get a COVID test or if you're vaccinated, that's fine. Uh, my sub or my client will pay for the hotel. Um, I give them a little bit of information on that. Um, I charge, I range, it really depends on the service that I'm offering, but I do offer virtual services where my sub or client does have to make a monetary tribute or a um, transaction in order to keep me on a regular basis. And then I have them do different tasks. Like I'll make them pee on the floor or pee on the, or ejaculate on a honey bun and make them eat it and shit like that. They're really into that. So, <laughs> Girl, my. My, if you're watching on Patreon, all of my facial expressions, because I, I'm literally <laughs> writing notes because as she's saying shit, I'm like, no, we got to come back to this, but we won't pause on this. So mm-hmm. you were in a session with a sub and you said you just happened to have a honey bun or that was a known fetish or. Well, what happened was, and shout out to Mikey, because he's, he'll probably be watching this um, eventually, but. Um, hey, Mikey. He is my virtual pissy pup. So he pees on command for me. Um, And he pees and ejaculates whenever I tell him to. Um, He sometimes has to ask for permission, but I control that um, from a very, very long distance away. So I happen to be making cookies and he's just like, hey, goddess, you know, what are you you doing? I'm like, I'm making cookies. I wish I can give you some because I'm really personable with my clients. Uh-huh. He was just like, oh, I wish I had some, but I got this honey bun. And I'm like, well, what are you going to do with that honey bun? Are you going to eat it? He was just like, yeah, if I have permission. I'm like, ah, you know what time it is. Go ahead and pee on that floor because I know you didn't pee in a minute. And you know what? While you're there, go ahead and just go ahead and um, ejaculate on that honey bun for me and eat it since you don't have the cookies that I have. So I'm going to make you suffer. You don't have what I had. That's too damn bad. You don't get to eat cookies with me. That's too damn bad too. So yeah, I'm going to make you ejaculate with your own cum and you're going to eat your honey bun on camera for me. And that is on my OnlyFans. It's yeah, fun. I'm going to have to go look. Because <laughs> I noticed on your page that you said that you record your sessions and... So I had to ask. So I get use that for monetization. Yes. But is it also for safety measure or is it just for monetization? Because my mind was um, like, is she recording for of, safety? Yeah, right. It, safety is very important. And it's a little bit for both. Generally with my uh, in-person sessions, I like to do a little bit of a background check. 
I will ask for an ID. Or if you don't feel comfortable giving your ID via uh, before we meet, you can always show it to me in person. Me, I typically do a separate background check just to make sure that there's no arrest mm. records. There's no crazy stuff on the internet about you or anything like that. Um, I also talk to other doms like, hey, have you worked with this person? Especially if I see that they have done other sessions, it's just like, okay, it's an extra safety measure. Um, definitely um, for safety reasons. And also some subs and clients, they have like a blackmail kink where they kind of get off to the fact that this information about them may be shared online to people that they don't oh know. My, what is so fascinating to me is all every step, every piece of the work that you do can be futurely monetized. Yes. That is insane. And what a return on the investment. <laughs> yes, yes. Because then everybody's just like, you're pegging? I didn't know you were pegging. Because for a while, I wasn't posting it. And I was just like, you know what? People are not going to pay for what they don't see. And I had an ex-boyfriend who I was dating, who we actually did make a video. And early on, I posted it on OnlyFans. I forgot to watermark it like an idiot. It ended up on X videos and getting a ton of views. I immediately took my video down and I really didn't feel confident. But when I posted that bad boy there and I was just like, my clients were just, just like, oh my God, are you, are you coming this way? Are you coming this way? Do I need to come to you? And I'm just like, as long as you have a face covering and as long as you do this background with me, we can get to work. We can get started. I'm with it. I'm with it all. Okay. So pagan. I I know this is different. This is business. This is not, you know, your intimate, close relationships. I really have no interest in pegging any man that I'm with. Mm-hmm. But I do understand that there are clearly a lot of people out there who like have this kink. Now, for the people, for your subs who you're pegging, you set up this thing. I do want to note that I loved on your form where you're like, you must bleep before. Yes, <laughs> I'm I like, to do a scat tax. Like. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Um, when you're doing pegging with a client, is do you have clients who just come to you for that mm-hmm. and nothing else? Yeah. So how does that go? Is there any other like warm up? Or is it really like you just put the strap on and you lube up and you peg him? Um, generally, I like to do a video consultation. Now um, I'm going to have to actually go. I'm going to go on the OnlyFans now because now I got to see you too. But go ahead. <laughs> um, I can see you some videos on the fly. Like I can just go ahead and get that back <laughs> at the end. I don't mind at all. But generally what happens is uh, once a client uh, sends a tribute to my inbox, that's the only time I really read my messages from anyone who's trying to reach me. Um that means that you know that I know that you're as serious about this as I am. Um, so uh, they're like, Goddess, I sent you a tribute. And I'm like, hey, you know, you know, what's up? What are you, you know, what are you coming to me about? Like, what is your interest? And they're like, you know, I want to do some pegging and everything like that. I asked them and I vet them, how have you been pegged by a Dom? Do you have a butt plug? Do you have any dildos or anything that you use? What is your experience level? Because there are some people who are excited about this because they may not have had the opportunity to be with the Dom. They'll go ahead and lie about the experience. And then it messes it up for me when I have to make a video because other people are going to be able to see this. So we have the consultation just to make sure we're both on the same page. We meet up at the hotel because I don't host in my home. Um, A hotel preferably that they book. Um, and then after that I get dressed, we talk a little bit there and I'm like, you know, just to break the ice, because some people are like 
dead ass nervous. And I'm like, mm-hmm. there's nothing to be nervous about. I'm a human being. Um, we're going to talk about this. I'm not the Dom that's going to be in your face and, you know, give me your money, like bend the fuck over. Like I'm not that unless that's what you want. I can talk to you like a human being. Uh, I'm very laid back and easygoing. Once you start disrespecting me, then that's, that's where it gets there. But when it gets there, I usually ask, did you flee? Did you eat? Those are the two most important questions. So they can pass out if they don't eat. You don't need if you have fleeted, you do not need to be eating within 12 hours. Like oh, okay. I don't I need learned, any accident. I learned something new today. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, if you need to eat, you need to have some jello or pedialyte. Don't have no accidents on me or no poop explosions or anything. That's for babies. But um, I typically clean up after. Now, typically I'll use a syringe with my lubricant. It makes it a little bit easier for my schlong to go up in that thing. And it, it so has- after they flee, part of your care package is to clean their anus before you peg them. I clean because I want to make sure everything looks good. I don't care if you're hairy or not. That's not that's that doesn't bother me. But yeah, yes. I'm, I'm like, is that water clear? Is everything good? Like, did, did you go to the bathroom? You, you don't feel like you need to go. Because once we get started, unless you use a safe word or a color system, we're going to go ahead and keep going. So how long are you stroking a nigga? Um, generally, I try to do the session. So I'll offer 30 minute and one hour sessions. So That's a lot of stroking in your ass. Yeah, some people. And somebody like, who oh, has done anal, that is a lot of stroking in that ass. It, it is a lot of stroking. Generally, and my last client, we went for like a couple of hours, but we were taking breaks on and off. Oh, I was gonna say, sis, your stamina. <laughs> but <laughs> like he, you strap up and come over here, shit. <laughs> look, but he, he was taking it. So he was taking it like a champ, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Like I'm putting my foot on the back of his neck. I'm having my hands like over my head, like Rico and paid in full. Like I'm, I'm having fun with it. And um, after we're done. I, I clean you up after I do the aftercare. We talk about it. We may cuddle and we go over what we did good, what we want to try next time and areas of opportunity. And that's pretty much how it goes. Then bringing it back to the business. Where do we have areas for growth? <laughs> <laughs> where are the areas for opportunity? We don't say, we don't say failures or weaknesses and hair pickups. Where are the areas of opportunity? For I know that's <laughs> right. Oh my God. So I have to ask this too. Our majority of your clients, white or black um the majority of my virtual clients and this is only i pretty much think because they can't get to me right now the virtual ones are white the pegging ones that i do in person oh they african-american like i became shocked right now i became a safe haven for kink for kinky niggas I, i will tell you that um and it's because when men, when they go to the barbershop or when they're around their peoples, whatever like that, they're talking about bitches, they're talking about beer, they talk about liquor, sports and everything. They're not talking around. They're turning next to the nigga next to them and talking about getting fucked in their ass by a whole woman. So they come to me to do that. And they don't feel ashamed about it. They're in their comfort zone. We're vibing and hanging out. And I'm I'm spreading that bussy. And I'm getting out of it. I'm spreading that bussy. Because here's the thing. I think most Black people, their probably first introduction, I could be making this up. I could also be showing our age, but maybe you're in this certain age bracket of seeing that kind of sex work was Ronnie in the Players Club. 
where she's like, yes. assume the motherfucking position. All right? on me. If I catch you looking yeah. at anywhere else, I'm going to beat you like a runaway slut. Yes. That's pretty much what this is, people, for people who can't understand it, right? And so that happened in a room full of people. But I think it was also easy to discount that off, like, oh, those were white men that she was doing it to, mm-hmm. right? And so I think for some people probably listening to this now and trying to correlate and be like, nah, Black people. But Black oh, people, yeah. yes. They do. It's it's a very big community out here. Um, Atlanta is really big for it. Houston is very big. DC is very big. There are a lot of places that are big, like on the kink community and kinksters. You can find a whole bunch of people on FetLife if you just Google random things. Well, uh, search random things on there. And you can really go in a rabbit hole on Google just trying to figure out, you know, who does this or what does this. All on my Twitter, somebody's busy in my DM. Like, so I know this is money. This is business for you. But do you prefer a waxed asshole, a, a kept asshole, or no. you just don't care? Like I take my own asshole nudes. So I'm going to tell you right now that a waxed asshole is very, very beautiful. You know, but I always wanted here, I'm not to bleach lie. my booty hole. <laughs> Me too. I always wanted to be bleach my booty hole. Now, here's the thing. I got a lot of ass. And so it is very hard for me to take a good, like, I've never taken a booty hole nude because really? it's definitely, like, I just don't know who I'm sending my booty hole to, you right? Like, before midnight tomorrow, okay? Like, <laughs> whatever you do, if, if you don't do anything else, make sure you do that and use the, use the you have an iPhone? Yeah, I'm going to use the timer. Okay, use the timer, use the timer. Yeah, I'm going to have to be like, spread open, timer. You anything else <laughs> for the new year and you do that, okay? Like, But I did always want to bleach my booty hole because I feel like friction is probably a little darker than the rest of my ass. Right. right? And it, it is with us, hyperpigmentation, you know, like it's going to have skin, you know, stuff going on and everything. I, I love a good booty hole nude. I just think the balloon knot is a beautiful thing. Like, I mean, it is a very like nice looking part, forgotten part of the body. I just don't know if a booty hole, me sending my booty hole would be a turn on to somebody. I don't know. Maybe somebody ever asked me to bend over. If somebody asked me, I would oblige. But I don't think I don't think that's the nude I would lead with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not leading with the booty <laughs> hole. Um, now we got to circle back before we okay. start to wrap up. We mentioned urine. You said you would sell shoes or products to some of your subs. Use panties too. Mm-hmm. And they, you put a little pee. Mm-hmm. Walk me through this. Two things. The, for you as the product supplier, so you're wearing panties, you might just like tinkle in it a little bit and package them up? That, or I might've went to the gym and had those panties on, or I might've did some exercises or I might've masturbated and kept those panties on using a a wand or whatever like that. And I packaged them up and seal it in the airtight bag. So no smell gets out. Here you go. Panty mail. Not the airtight bag. You can get some, you can get some really uh, airtight, uh, those uh, bottles that don't uh, Mm. open uh, very easily you can get those from the dollar tree or a dollar store and i pee right in them i wouldn't use that for a drug test if you need it but what i will say is that yeah it's possible men like urine so when the people who like if you get the bottle with the urine what do they do it they pour it on themselves they what do they do with it 
Oh, you I've don't had, care. You don't know. I've had, I, I typically don't care, but I always like kind of found, found it interesting. I've had a sub use my pee in their bath water, like a, like an essential oil. Like they'll go ahead and bathe in it. They'll be like, this is the closest that I'll be to you guys. So I'm like, yeah, as long as you know that, send me some more fucking money. But um, other than that, some of them will drink it. Um, some people will like smell it. They'll open the bottle, smell it, put it back. Oh my gosh. Like, did you, what, what did what green did you eat? Like, you know, I'm like, do you still have that? And they're like, yeah, I'm not going to throw it out and everything. I'm like, yeah. I'm like <laughs> That is wild to me. Yeah. And they can tell if I've like changed my diet or anything. Like, no, that's a fan. That is, that is a fan who knows you through and through. Mm-hmm. Wow. I never thought because you hear about that. You hear about people like, oh, you could sell panties, you could sell all that stuff. But again, I mean, it's not much work for you because you're just, you said you're just doing the things that you would already do and you just package it up and send it on its way. Yeah. I mean, being a dom has really been dope because once you start diving into the things that you can do, it's been very fruitful. Like, with my earnings, I've been able to pay for my IT certification that I'm about to finish uh, this April, um, early May. And goals. that comes from me, yes, goals. That comes from me selling my pee, my panties, my slippers, going on cam soda and eating chicken or, you know, eating something that's going to generate a lot of crunch for ASMR because that's also a kink. Brushing mm-hmm. my teeth, seeing a man like watch me get ready for like work or anything like that they pay for that. And some people have a necrophiliac kink. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that. Like I can dress up but like you can a, tell the folks I have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can dress up as like a dead uh, blushing bride. I have my makeup on. I'm wearing all white and I get paid to sleep on camera. That is it's, it's been incredible. really interesting. <laughs> it's been it is incredible. Because I think it's it's one of those things like in your mind, it sounds like it's so easy to do, but I know I could never do this, right? Like, and it's not a morality thing. It's just the, the it's still a time commitment. Just like I have the time commitment to doing this podcast of reaching out, emailing someone, we're sitting here recording, then I'm going to edit it and then I'm going to promote it. Like that still takes time. And I still right. think to build your business that you're doing, that's, still takes time and effort. And for me, in my mind, I would like it to just be as easy as like, all right, all the underwear I wore this week, I'm just selling it. Like that's all the time I can put. I don't want to build relationships. I don't want to like that. That's it. Right. It's and made so I, me really reclusive. It's really made me really, really? reclusive because in my personal life, like outside of it, like we talk about how subs need aftercare doms need aftercare too after all this preparation after getting ready after doing these scenes sometimes your play session may go longer than usual sometimes we may not have eaten before this because we're gonna we want to make sure that we look good on camera that we're not bloated i know definitely i have definitely done that um and then after the session when i get in the car i snatch that wig off so damn fast and i actually get to breathe and i'm like wow like something that generally takes an hour took me four or took me six because I want the experience for my sub to be the best so that they can come back to me and they always do but it's it's consistent it's it's some work and so you have a lot of streams we have 
because you have a lot of different kinks you specialize in. So you have in-person clients, virtual clients. Mm-hmm. You did cam work. I heard yes. you did webcam work. You have your OnlyFans, which seems to be a byproduct of some of your other sessions, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not work harder, not work smarter, not harder, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so of those streams of income, like what is your favorite one? Um, my favorite one is the in-person session. Like, honestly, like I love in-person sessions, especially when they're like, you know what? I want to do a little bit more. I'm like, you okay Mm. with being humiliated? They're like, yeah, I want your foot down my throat. I'm like, all right, let's go. We're going to do that. You want to be human furniture? And then I can sit on you and ride you like a horsey in the hotel room or in front of other people because you have a humiliation kick, we're going to go ahead and do that. You want to be kicked in the nuts because you feel as though that the shoes that I have on have pretty spikes and you want to <laughs> see how that feels against you. We're going to go ahead and do that. We're, we're going to do it all. And it, it makes me be creative. Um, and generally I know like uh, other like sex workers, you may dress up or wear leather outfits or different things. I have those things too. I usually ask my subs, what do they prefer me to wear? Some people is just like, you know, just just be cool, calm, collected. Some people like for me to wear leather. Um, I like dressing up and okay. it gets me a little bit animated. So um, generally my virtual subs, if they want me to dress up, I will go ahead and do so. But sometimes they see me like this and the money still comes in the same way. That's bomb. Yeah. That's bomb. So then I just have to ask one more question before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. I know we mentioned like your friends know what you do, but how do you broach this with romantic partners? Do they always know your business or is that one of those things? Like I hold it close until I know we fucking with each other. And I thought about that because one of my mentors, shout out to Lafari. She is a Dom. She's a veteran Dom has been for years. And we kind of had a conversation about this. She's just like, I think I'm just going to keep this to myself because people don't understand or when they actually see what I do, they may be weirded out because they're like, this is what you do. I hope you don't ask me to do this. But um, with me, when I used to date Vanilla Partners um, before I, I really committed to the kink side, I used to go ahead and tell people up front, I'm like, look, this is my social media, especially if they've approached me off of this. I'm like, you're going to see some stuff up here that you may not be used to. I'm a dominatrix. This is what I do as my side hustle. I do not plan on uh, changing that. And I hope that this is something that you will be okay with. And they're like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, I have an OnlyFans. This is what I do on there. They're like, oh, okay, well, you know what? That doesn't bother me. And then eventually it starts to bother them. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like, you know what? Let me just... Uh, fix my focus towards the kink community. I did find someone that I'm currently dating who is a submissive male and who loves to be pegged. And he's also a cuck. So in case if I need to fulfill my sexual needs on the vanilla side, I can go ahead and do that. I love it here. I'm never going back. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Look, living your truth. This is what you found. Like you said, you enjoy what you do. It doesn't seem like work. And I just think it's all of these spaces that were once kind of hidden, secretive, which I still don't think this is mainstream, but I do think these conversations for people who know nothing about this world are kind of like, this is happening, right? And so I think, you know, maybe more conversations like this will get to the point where if you tell someone that you're romantically linked with, that it wouldn't bother them. Like, okay, that's just her work. 
I've definitely Damn. had vanilla men be like, I'm not into pegging, but I saw the video in your pin tweet on Twitter and that shit looks sexy. And I'm like, really? Like, thank you. They're like, I've never been into pegging. I don't think I'd be good with that. I'm like, trust me. If you've had any type of finger or anything near your prostate, you will probably come a lot harder. That's a side point. But they're like, you know what? If I ever wanted to, I'm coming straight to you. Because you was tearing that ass up. And you look good. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. Tearing that ass up. And they, they are macho men. They're like, yeah, I'll bend over for you any day in the next lifetime. I'm like, oh my God. Thank Come on you. Now. That's a compliment. Yes. That's a compliment. All right. We're here at the breakdown. I'm going to say a word. You can respond with the first thing that comes to mind. It could be a sound. It could be a phrase. It could be another word. Whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. First word, Black women. Supremacy. Latex. Black. Money. Man. Only fans. Mm, only fans. Ah. <sighs> And I, you know what, hearing the word OnlyFans, because it really didn't start taking off until maybe like within the past year. So COVID? <laughs> yeah, the COVID and everybody is on there now. Um, I would say um, safe haven. Feet. White toes. <laughs> Anime. <laughs> Harami. Dildos. Pink. And last one, honey buns. I thought you was going to say bussy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saving that last word. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Let me try and guess my words. That <laughs> dear show was honey bun sticky. That's the first thing sticky, I Sticky, icky, All right. Goddess Harami, can you please tell everyone where they can find you on social media, your website? Anything you want to plug right now. Okay. So if you want to find a list of all my features, including my dominatrix uh, mentorship form, because I do mentor other doms who are trying to get into this, uh, my OnlyFans, ways to tribute me, how to book a session, uh, you would be able to go to Linktree. Um, that's generally in my Twitter or my Facebook, oh, not Facebook, God. I'm like, you on Facebook? My Twitter and my uh, (laughs) Instagram bios and it's Linktree, but there is a dot between the R and the two E's forward slash goddess Hiromi, exactly how it sounds. Um, My Twitter is Black Suede Pumps, but it's B-L-A-A-K Suede Pumps, straight up after that. Um, And then from there, my Linktree is in there also. Um, That's pretty much it. Like it, 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 I worked so hard this year and just looking at what I did, I'm like, I did all that. <laughs> it is so look, looking at stuff in retrospect and hindsight, you forget a lot of the moments and when you sit back and review and write down and you're like, damn, you did that shit. Bitch, you're never, doing a good job. <laughs> thank you. I never expected myself to be an entrepreneur. I was just like, I'm going to go home and go to sleep. I don't mind working for other people. And then when I got into this, since it didn't feel like work, I just went all in. And I I love it here. Thank you. Look, keep doing what you're doing. I will be sure to link 
uh, all of that, her social media and website and link tree in the show notes and on the boonybreakdown.com. So be sure to support if you have curiosity, because sometimes curiosity just leads you to places and good places. Go ahead and check out the OnlyFans and uh, support. Always support sex workers. Or slash goddess Haromi. I will be there. Like, please send me your bussy. I can't wait. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. That is it. I want to thank our guest, Goddess Harami. Again, support sex workers. Sign up for, look, go first look at that pinned tweet on her Twitter page, okay? And then sign up for the OnlyFans. Support, support, support. And while you're supporting, be sure to support our sponsor, Dame Products. You can use the code BOONY, all caps, one zero to save 10% on your purchase. They have some new shit coming out new new so be sure to use the code abuni10 i want to thank all of you all of you all of you for supporting us for another season another 25 or 30 episodes i don't even know how many at this point for the season but thank you thank you thank you again season 11 will start on february 21st 2022 all right yes and if you're new here and you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or any apps that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave us a review too. You might just hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images for nothing, okay? Have a dope ass week. Stay healthy, safe, and sane. Thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the motherfucking ratchet in you. Homaste. Until February 21st. Bye.